right, all right, all right. Welcome back. If you're a veteran and you're struggling or feel like you are leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden to someone or you don't feel like you should weigh that, put that weight on your inner circle. Call the hotline at 988 and take option one. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. It's the underscore Misfit Nation. This will keep you up to date with our latest news, episodes, and of course, our great guests. All right, our next guest has played country music since he was nine years old. He learned the value of hard work early on from his parents and built a promising career in the oil fields of West Texas. He spent 19 years in this field before trading in his hard hat for the pursuit of his dream of playing Texas country music. So without further ado, let's welcome Scott Haley to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Scott. How you doing? I'm great. How you doing, Rich? Thanks for having me. All right. Me. No problem. Once I got this invite from you to come on the show, as I got to have this guy on here. Has an interesting uh, journey he's been on. And, of course, he plays music, so music always makes people happy. And, of course, the things you have been doing, to, I mean, you roughed up your life doing the, being a, what's it called, a roughneck for a long time there. And uh, then you <laughs> got back to playing the yeah. guitar and getting out there and singing. So tell us a little more about your life uh, besides what I just blurbed on there. You know, uh, I come from a little town called Rising Star, Texas. Uh, you know, I was uh, born to very young parents. Uh, you know, mother was 14, dad was 15. And, uh, you know, I appreciate, you know, what you said, uh, you know, right there at the beginning of the show. Uh, uh, just to let you know, uh, I lost my father, who was a veteran, to suicide in 1991. Uh, oh, so man. thank you for what you guys do. And uh, um, that's a cause that I stand firmly or uh, firmly for, you know, uh, is, is combat veteran suicide. Um, but, you know, I grew up, um, you know, great parents. Uh, uh, dad done a great job raising me as a Baptist deacon, uh, you know, uh, farm and ranching community. Uh, ended up going to the oil fields when I was uh, 18 years or 19 years old and, and uh, built a, a wonderful career. Uh, ended up in, in directional drilling and, uh, you know, at nearly nearly 40 years old. Uh, you know enough of that you know uh, let's go play music that is a terrible age to start playing music <laughs> i'm sure it is and the competition is is a, a lot tougher when you're not a, a a short young tight jeans wearing guy or gal and uh being on the stage yeah you know and, and uh man i'm just too fat to fit no skinny jeans so what do you think it'll work out you know <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. It's hard. It's hard to even get one leg in them. <laughs> I ain't get a cankle in them. <laughs> cankle. Outstanding. Now I was reading on your influences. Uh, it said Billy Ray Cyrus and uh, Sammy Hagar. That's a big cross right there. Them two. Uh, Billy Ray, uh, of course, is he's a kind of a country rocker. And uh, then Sammy Hagar, of course, uh, Van Halen fame and uh, Cabo Wabo Tequila. He's a he's a hardcore rocker. So. I guess that was uh, some of the stuff right. your parents were listening to as you were growing up. Well, you know, uh, my aunt, you know, we were really 
when I was very young and and a little Walkman cassette player, you know, around 1988, 1989. And, uh, but you know, I didn't have any tapes. So uh, my aunt, she had given me a, a Sammy Hager tape and I didn't know anything about music, but uh, I know when I put it in, it felt good on my ears, you know, and uh, so, so I listened to that. Well, then, you know, around uh, 1992, 1993 was when the, the achy breaky craze started up and, and uh, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus. And I tell you what, I, I you know, I, it's, it was a completely different time. I'd stay right there by the radio, you know, ear, you know, right there, the speaker waiting, waiting for Billy Ray Cyrus to come on the radio, you know, that with achy breaky heart, you know, you know, uh, wore it out with my, my first concert. I was nine years old. I said, we we're pretty poor. And, uh, you know, my parents, I was, I was nine years old and we went to Six Flags over Texas in Arlington. And uh, they got me a ticket on the sixth row at Billy Ray Cyrus. And uh, my parents and my, my, my younger brother and sister sat in the very back. Uh, but that was my, my first experience uh, of ever being to a music concert was, was Billy Ray Cyrus at nine years old, Six Flags Over Texas. That's amazing. And it's a great memory to have that uh, your parents were able to work their tails off to take you and your siblings and also get you into Billy Ray. And sort of so you can sing along to Achy Breaky Heart while he was singing it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was uh, it's something you know I'll never forget. You know, uh, uh, music. My, my music taste has definitely evolved since then. You know, we went into the grunge, uh, the grunge uh, era, and then you know uh, Metallica, and you know then in the nineties country. You know, it, it fit very well with that music. So that that's kind of all the inspiration in a nutshell. And nineties country kind of is a it's night and day to what we have now. It's a it's, it evolved uh, very differently than it was back then. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Doug, uh, one of my, my best friends, mentors, uh, uh, is a guy you, you probably heard of him. He was a 90s star, a uh, guy by the name of Doug Supernall. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Doug had actually, uh, you know, uh, encouraged me and, and, you know, almost nearly talked me into chasing my own music dream. And, and uh, you know, what Doug always said was, you know, there ain't nothing wrong with country music. They, they just played it on the wrong radio station. <laughs> exactly <laughs> same thing now too i mean most of it what you hear now is is kind of blended in with the pop market so you get more listeners i'm guessing and uh more money that way so you do what you gotta yeah. do to make yourself the bigger star and you, you just gotta love what you do every day and i'm sure you love what you do every day uh, oh, yeah. tell the audience a little bit about where you just came from and how that experience opened your eyes to the world man i've been everywhere <laughs> <But> yeah <you know, laughs> The, the last eight months, I have seen more of Europe than the United States. I've, I've been drilling wells, playing music. Um, you know, when what, what brought this all about is, is I had a back in December, um, I'd caught COVID and uh, I had a, 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 a flare or a bad combination with an arthritic gout flare up. And, um, and, and it made me really sick and I, it, it actually spread up into my hips. I'd spent some time in the hospital, but I lost my ability to sing. So well, with no singing, I'm going to go drill wells. Um, and so uh, with, with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, uh, you know, there's a strong chokehold choke on, on the rest of Europe right now as far as getting natural gas, you know, and with winter coming on, you know, they're kind of freaking out. Uh, but there was an opportunity to go drill wells in northern Romania. Uh, directional wells and so that was what brought me to europe and and uh, we went over there we drilled a very successful directional well and um 
you know, I had some promoters reach out to me about actually playing shows there. And uh, so uh, I kind of, I got in the shower and checked and see if my voice was back. And, you know, it sounded good in the shower. So it's got to sound good on stage. So uh, so uh, said, yeah, we'll do it. Well, I'm going to tell you, I went on the hardest, you know, I think it, it probably amounts to about four or five months of, of actual touring, but the hardest grueling tour I've ever went on. Uh, but it was so much fun. And, and, you know, it, it changed my outlook on the world. Uh, you know, it, um, I seen some people that had major problems, uh, problems that, that, you know, we think we have problems in America, but, you know, uh, you know, when you see, Ukrainians pouring off a, a bus station and or a train station in Warsaw uh, with their most treasured all the, the most treasured valuables that they could grab in whatever suitcases they could carry. That's when you start seeing problems. Kind of opens and, your eyes to, to things right there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know we played a lot of uh, a lot of or, or a few several benefits you know for the the refugees and and you know and I saw a lot of of goodness in people you know. Uh, uh, I'll tell you the, the Polish people, they don't get enough credit. Um, you know, these, these Ukrainians, uh, for one, every hotel, whether it be two star or five star, uh, every one of them, Ukrainian refugees, you're welcome here. Um, you know, the, these Ukrainians, uh, the, the, the fighting age Ukrainians are bringing their children over, handing them to these Polish people. None of them know each other. The Polish are taking their kids uh, with, with welcoming arms saying, yes, we'll take them in our home. And then the parents are going back to Ukraine and fighting. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's a, <laughs> that takes a lot of good, you know, uh, and, and it's, it's, it's really heartwarming to see, uh, to see stuff like that, you know? Uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, I saw, I saw some bad, but, you know, I saw a lot of good. Um, and it, it's something that I'll never forget. It definitely takes a lot of, a lot of good on the part of the, the Polish people to just take those children and a lot of trust on the, the part of the Ukrainians for, Hey, take my kid. I'm going back to fight for my country. Uh, I'll be back hopefully at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, then there's, there's a chance, you know, I mean, they may not come back. Right. You know, and they know that they know that all too well, you know, that that's the horrors of war. Exactly. And I think you, you brought up a good point there seeing, seeing the other side of things from uh, by being there overseas and a lot of Americans don't get to that opportunity to go outside of the box they live in and, and see how others actually face uh, adversity or or the things they're going through and then have to come back and say, my life isn't as bad as I think it is. Right. Yeah. It, nah. it, it, it's a, you know, I thought I had problems before I left, you know, and, and uh, you know, it's, 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 it's not that bad. It, it pales in comparison and it's hard to yeah. say you, you can't compare things. It's apples to oranges. Uh, for like most of uh, the guys and gals I served with going to Afghanistan and Iraq, that was some of their first times leaving the country too. And you go there and it, you're in war as soon as you get there and you see little kids starving on the streets and you, you uh, see the dirt and you see the pain and you're there to do good, but you're also there to survive and come home. So it's, it's a double-edged sword for the soldier. And for you, at least you were able to bring some joy while you were there. Tell us about some of the audiences you had over there while you're on your, your tour of Poland and Romania. You know, uh, one, one, one place, and first off, thank you for your service. And, and I'm sure you saw, uh, saw some crazy stuff there in Afghanistan. Um, but you know, one, one of the things that sticks out the, one of the shows, um, you know, I was really tired. Uh, I played several shows and, and man, you know, this was in June in Poland, Poland's supposed to be cold. 
It's cold right now. In June, it is not cold. It's like Texas in June. Uh, <laughs> and they don't believe in air conditioner in most places there. Uh, so we're getting these uh, these hotels, you know, that, that, that don't have air conditioners. And, you know, they're, I'll oh, just open a window. Mm, all right. Texas don't work that way. You know, uh, we, we love our air conditioners. So, so, you know, uh, I'm struggling to get sleep and, you know, I'm getting cranky and, and we get to this place, uh, in Grujats, Poland. And, uh, and I, I hope I said that right. Um, but it's a Western theme park. Huh. And, uh, it, I mean, it looks like something, it looks like, you know, like Tombstone, Arizona, they built this full blown Western theme park called Dodge city. Um, and I can't remember the exact name of, of the theme park, um, mega park, mega park in Grishon's. Yeah. But it, they call it Dodge city. Uh, and I mean, they got the saloons they've got, I mean, it looks just like something that, you know, like Tombstone, Arizona. And, you know, I'm playing a show there, but they got me there about three days early just to, just to go up there and, and meet people. A lot of these people had never seen a Texan. They're crazy about, about Texans and Cowboys. Well, you know, uh, I wear a cowboy hat, you know, sometimes when performing, but, when it's hot, I hate a cowboy hat. You know, I do not, want to, not all Texans wear cowboy hats. Not all country music singers wear cowboy hats. Well, they were, I mean, they were absolutely adamant that I wear the full gear, the cowboy hat, you know, let people take pictures and all that. And I, I was a little annoyed, and, you know, and there was a bunch of kids uh, that come in and, and uh, you know, I'm wearing a, uh, my $800 Best American Hat Company hat, you know, that I'm really proud of. And, um, you know, there's all these kids and, uh, you know, they're coming up and they're all because they're, they're bringing all these kids on field trips and, you know, all these kids are coming up. They're like, hey, yeah, yeah, maybe. And they're reaching for my hat. And uh, and well, they were all Ukrainian kids. I mean, nearly every one of them were Ukrainian kids. And they've got, wow. you know, one or two. I mean, one or two teachers uh, or, or I don't know if they're I couldn't understand the, the language. So I don't know if they were teachers, if they were chaperones. I don't know. But I mean, you know, there may have been, you know, 20 in some group. 50 or 60 in another group. Well, they all converged and wanted my hat. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and so uh, seeing the, all these kids, I, I did, I pulled my hat off and let them all take pictures in my hat. And, um, you know, but, but seeing the look on these kids' face, they'd never seen a cowboy hat. They'd only seen it in movies. And, uh, you know, just seeing how happy, happy they were. I didn't do much for them. I didn't do much of anything for them, you know, but, seeing them smile and forget about what they were going through for, for just a little bit. Let them let see them forget that, that mom and dad were gone and they didn't know if they were coming back. Uh, that, that really did my heart a lot of good. And, um, you know, and that was, uh, that's something I'll never forget. You know, I mean, it was, uh, just being able to, to create smiles, um, you know, in some of those, some of those shows we did, you know, people, uh, music, uh, I'm a firm believer that music is, is God's language to the heart. And that only validated that point because none of the people, as bad as I couldn't understand them, they really couldn't understand me. Uh, even if they know English, they didn't understand Texan. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, they, they didn't understand the words. They just knew that it was music. They liked it and it made them happy. And uh, so it's something that, that, you know, I was, I was really proud to do. That's outstanding. And like you said, it helps them. It gives them that escape from uh, their actual reality that they're going through right now. And, Music does bring uh, happiness and joy to many people, no matter what genre of music you listen to. Like you said before, when you put the headphones on, you were listening to Sammy Hagar, you just liked the, how it felt on your ears and you stayed with it. They do the yeah. same thing. Now they're probably running around. They made T-shirts probably for you. They probably drew it on their little white T-shirts. Now they have a, the Scott Haley shirts that they walk around with and maybe that picture of them with their hat in, on their desk or whatever now. 
Yeah. Well, you know, it was, it was a funny thing. I got my hat back and it looked like a sombrero when they got done. With it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, but you know, it was cool because I took it back to America's best hat company in Fort Worth and they, they shaped it back up and fixed it all for me. Didn't even charge me anything. Great company. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, a. Uh, um, it, it was all fun. You know, it, it was, it's funny, you know, we, I played one bar, um, uh, up north of Warsaw and it was mostly Ukrainians there. And, and, uh, um, the, the guy that owned the bar was, uh, um, he, he's a, a Polish veteran and, uh, you know, he's, he's chomping a bit. He wants to go to Ukraine, you know, and, uh, great guy, um, but yeah, he'd actually, he'd never had a concert at that bar. So he went and had plates made that had our picture on it. And I got a little coffee mug. I should have brought it here with me, but yeah, I've got a coffee mug that's got our picture on it. And, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was definitely an experience, you know. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, I could go on and on about it, but I, I don't know if you got enough time on the show. Always got time for good stories. Good news stories are always uh, good to have on here. I'm sure a lot of the venues there weren't as big as some of the bars in Texas. No, no. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I played, um, you know, uh, one show I played, you know, there, there was, you know, I don't, I couldn't tell you exactly. There was thousands of people, you know, it was a big festival and, uh, you know, uh, um, <laughs> well, funny thing is I didn't, I didn't realize that they were televising it on the news and everybody in Poland loves my song, Facebook jail. Um, and it's a song that, that me and Paul Cook had wrote about, you know, the uh, following the election. It wasn't meant to be a political song. It was more a, just a kind of lighthearted thing of laughing at the fact that all these people are getting thrown in Facebook jail, but it did kind of take a little shot at cancel culture. Well, in, in Poland, they love that song. It's very catchy. Um, but I didn't know that they, they had it televised on the, the Polish national news. And, um, um, I'm trying to think of how to say this without getting, I don't want to get, get no FAA trouble here. Uh, the, the words of the song, uh, uh, but it was, uh, yeah. Uh, those fact checkers can kiss my beep for sending us to Facebook jail. Right. That's the hook of the song. So my first time ever on, on Polish national news in front of, you know, it's the first thing to hear. I told the whole world to kiss my beep, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, but, you know, and then, but some bars, you know, I'd get there and there would be 20 people, 30 people, uh, you know, and a lot of them were backyard parties, um, you know, and I mean, but these people, they were so, so generous. They insisted, you know, I can drink beer all day long. I can drink beer and be just fine. You give me one shot of vodka, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> and, and they look, you know, they come over, they got this homemade vodka and they're just like, here, Scott, drink yeah. vodka, drink vodka. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't want to give Scott vodka, you know, bring beer, <laughs> you know, uh, but yes, you know, it was, I mean, it just, uh, I mean, everybody there is family. Um, but you know, in, in a mute, you know, music, you can, you can throw a rock in Texas, Nashville, you know, same way Nashville, you can throw a rock in any direction. You're going to hit a music venue. Um, there you're going to show up. You're not going to know if they have sound. Uh, you may be just playing an acoustic guitar and trying to be loud enough you know, uh, uh, to where the, you can get over the commotion in the bar. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it was, it varied from place to place, you know, uh, it, it was a, definitely a different experience, but, uh, uh, it by far, it, if it didn't make me a better musician, it probably made me a more patient person. 
<laughs> Probably build your person, your human humanity uh, aspect uh, was uh, built while right. you were alive. But yes. Yeah. So, so Scott, let's take a quick break here. Listen to a little truth about Texas. Perfect. Let me tell you the truth about Texas. Granddad used to say, I'd sit on his knee with his arm around me. He'd point out across the stage. There's history out there nobody can change. Boy, it belongs to you. Let me tell you the truth about Texas, son. She bleeds red, white, and blue. If you want to know the truth about Texas, it's everything you love. It's red in the dirt, white in the clouds, and the blue in the sky above. It's rivers of flow in the Alamo, pick up San Patron. If you want to know the truth about Texas, son, it's in your bones. You were born and bred pure Texan, he said. You don't know, but she's your first love. Barroom brawls and Friday night lights, it all runs through your blood. When the neighbors help rebuild your house after a springtime flood. If you want to know the truth about Texas, son, it's here they never give up. If you want to know the truth about Texas, it's everything you love. It's red in the dirt, white in the clouds, and the blue in the sky above. It's rivers are flow in the Alamo, pick up San Patron. If you want to know the truth about Texas, son, it's in your bones. In a handshake, it's in a kiss Something that you say The desert sands far from home Within the adobe clay About working to live and living to work Flagging the farm in God's green earth Want to know the truth about Texas It's everything you love It's the red in the dirt White in the clouds And the blue in the sky above It's rivers of flow in the Alamo Pick up San Patron If you want to know the truth about Texas, son Feel it in your bones Want to know the truth about Texas Texas, son, it's what we call home The Truth About Texas by Scott Haley. Great song. Uh, I like to hook on it. And uh, tell you the truth, when, in my 22 years in the Army, I have been I went to Texas twice, uh, San Antonio and El Paso. And then after the Army from 2016 through, through now, I've been there probably 10 times. So I think my post-Army career time has been more times in Texas than ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love having you here. Thank you. Thank you. I had a, have had a good time every time I've been there, so I, I can't complain. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was great to be back. You know, I mean, I, um, you know, in Tennessee, you know, I, I've spent a, a I've been in, in Tennessee a few times and and, you know, uh, both of them are very similar, you know, people wise, uh, you know, uh, culture wise. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's a good trade off either way. Right. And, and both have whiskey, both have beer. So it, it works oh, out well for me. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure you still stay away from the vodka here too, or the vodka. <laughs> so. yeah, I will stay away from the vodka. You know, uh, uh, 
funny story on that. You know, we, we talked about a, a, a the, the the other the other playing for the, the the refugees and and whatnot. But you know, one of the the other uh, neat stories was there's a there's a bar in Poznan, Poland called the Surfing Cowboy, and that, this was one of my favorite venues. Um, Poznan is it has one of the largest uh, U.S. military. It has the largest U.S. military base in Poland, um, and you know, when I got there, you know, I've been playing to, and don't get me wrong, I love the other shows, uh, but it was very hard to have a conversation with people that spoke English. And, you know, and, and I was getting a little homesick, you know, I mean, I was ready to, I was ready to uh, talk to somebody without a translator. And, you know, uh, they, they really pushed this show, uh, the Surfing Cowboy, and, and they were excited about it. And when I got there, um, you know, uh, it was full of U.S. Uh, military servicemen and women. And, you know, it, it was, I felt like I was at home. They were so happy to see me, uh, but they have no clue how happy I was to see them. Um, you know, in, you know, Texas, we, we, we love our, you know, I love my snuff. I've dipped snuff since I was 12 years old. It's an awful habit, but I'd run out and it's illegal in Europe. They have, it's illegal to sell in Europe. Those servicemen brought me about four rolls of snuff. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I mean, it's, I was ready to cry when I seen them. And, you know, some of the younger ones, you know, Lane, Lane, uh, I'll just say Lane and crew, uh, you know, I mean, uh, the, the, we made lifelong friends, you know, they were, they were missing their families back home. And, you know, for, for a moment, we all got to, we all got to relieve each other's homesickness. And, and that was a, that was a great experience. That's outstanding, and uh, I can I can guarantee you there was a lot of snuff in the in those soldiers' bedrolls. Uh, they carry that like it's uh, going out of style when they go overseas. I had a good friend, good friend John John Martin. He would he would carry he'd chew red man, not snuff. The big old leaves of red man. And he'd had to have that right. with him everywhere we went on patrol. He'd give it out to little kids like it was candy, and watch their reaction when they. It was, it was, that was my first introduction to kids getting vomit, getting sick off that stuff. So. It, it's it's a fun fun game, and I know every soldier is appreciative of having you over there. Oh, it was it, it was it was a mutual appreciation. I, I think I was more happy to see them than they were <laughs> me. I mean, but but yeah, it was a but it, we had it was such a fun night. You know, I mean, it was I'll never you know the Polish the Polish people line dance. You know, they think that's what we do here. Of course, nobody right. line dances anymore, but they line dance like crazy over there. I play some of my more rocked up stuff. They'd be out there line dancing. To watch those young soldiers get out there and try to line dance with those Polish women, that was I couldn't keep my composure on stage. <laughs> I would just bust out laughing right in the middle of the song. But they, they were giving it their best. It, I mean, it was it was a it was one heck of a party. It was it was a lot of fun. It's uh, two cultures crashing <laughs> into each other thanks to the joy of music like we talked earlier. It brings yeah. cultures together and they don't have to understand it, they just feel it, feel the beat. <laughs> they need. Yeah. Uh, it was a yeah, lots of fun. So Scott, we talked about your journey. I mean, 19 years in the oil fields, and then now you've been on the other side of the oil field uh, in music and back in oil fields when you went to Eastern Europe to help them with the directional drilling. What tips would you give someone that has a dream of being a musician like you? I mean, you started at nine years old, wanted to be a country yeah. music star, and you put it on hold to start your career and all that because you knew that was a thing to do based on your upbringing. But then you also, in the back of your head, you still want to play. What tips would you give them to keep, stay at their habit and stay at their their dream and keep moving forward? You know, um, and even these days, it's harder. You know, back back uh, you know thirty years ago, uh, you know, if you had a talent, you know, you go into a recording recording studio and show them what you had, and you know they they push it, and you know somebody picks you up, so they says, "Yeah, I want that guy." Oh, you know, uh, now it's 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 a 
<coughs> sorry, excuse me. It, it, it's, it's, it's a different time. Um, it takes money. It takes a lot of money. Um, the one thing that I would recommend against is ever letting somebody come in and sponsor or invest in you. Um, because nobody's investing very rarely. They ever going to get that investment back. Uh, it does take a lot of money. Um, if it, you know, if this is something you want to do, if it's something that, that, that you truly have a passion for, uh, you need to understand that it's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to take you. You're going to, you're going to catch a ton of heart heartache. Uh, you're going to find friends that get jealous of you with, as you find success. Uh, it's not an easy road, but it's not an unachievable road. Um, you know, I mean, I still have my, my good days and my bad days. Uh, but the most important thing, and I think the best decision that I ever made, was deciding to build my career and have a way to fund my dream. Uh, because I, I played the game a little bit, just a little tad bit of letting people invest or sponsor. It always come back to bite me. It, it never, it, they never had my best interest at heart. Um, you're the talent, you know, whether you're the songwriter or you're, you're, you're just a recording artist that's taking other people's song. You're the talent, it's your music and you need to have full say. And the only way you're going to have full say over what you do, what you put out there, what you sing, how you act, what you wear is to invest in yourself. There's no greater investment than what you invest in yourself. And that's the one thing that I can tell anybody. Uh, invest in yourself. Ignore the haters. Uh, keep your keep your eyes forward. Keep your eye on the prize. And uh, don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. Outstanding. That's a great advice. And I uh, hope everyone heeds that that wants to get into the business. Uh, Scott, how does someone get in contact with you and learn more about what you're doing and uh, maybe get to one of your shows someday? Yeah, so I mean, you can you can reach out to me on my website, well, my, my website uh, www.scotthaley.com. Uh, uh, Divining Point, uh, they're my, my PR firm. Uh, I've also got you can hit me up on social media. Uh, uh, my, it's Scott Haley, uh, S E O T T H A Y L E Y. Um, I'm there. I'm very responsive. Sometimes I'm a little slow to respond, uh, but I'll always respond. Uh, so yeah, if you need anything, reach out to me and and. Uh, We'll be glad to um, get an answer for you on whatever you're looking for. I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm just getting back. I'm not, I haven't started booking any kind of tours yet. Um, uh, I, I just announced a New Year's show uh, here at my hometown, Rising Star, Texas, on a, a New Year's Eve. Uh, but well, we should start a, uh, or throwing out some show announcements coming uh, shortly after that. Outstanding. Any new music coming out soon? Yeah, yeah. So actually, you know, while I was in Europe, uh, I released a song called The Life I've Lived, which is a, a story, a song that that uh, Paul Cook and I wrote about my life. And uh, and crazy enough, that song went to number seven on the, the European uh, country charts. Oh, wow. Um, so and that's just one song from from a whole album we're fixing to release. we got some really good music fixing to come out. Uh, I've been working with a, a wonderful, um, amazing producer, a guy named John Dan McBride. He's been around music a long time, played with Pat Green. He's playing with Aaron Watson right now. Um, and John Dan, he's, uh, he's, he's really, he's got a, a, one, a great ear for, for how, uh, you know, country music or red dirt music should be sounding and, you know, what the listener wants to hear. So uh, it's been great working with him. Paul Cook's been a, uh, we've been tearing it up on writing songs. So, I mean, I feel like these songs that we've got coming out, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's way better than what we put out in the past and, uh, not that not that I say they were bad, but you know it's just uh, it's kind of 
a kind of a new sound that I'm really looking forward to getting out there. Awesome. And as and with any career, as the longer you're in it, the better things sound or the better things feel to you as you get, as you get more into the business and you might have early fans that say your early stuff was best. And then your, your later fans will say, this is the best, just like Van Halen with Sammy Hagar or without him. It's, it's who, which, which Van Halen do you like? It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Scott, this has been great chatting with you. Uh, thanks for hanging out with Misfit Nation today and uh, enjoy your, uh, your time at home and enjoy your family and have a great Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope you have a great Christmas, wonderful new year. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. No problem. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are 